0: amy joe how's it going today amy
1: i'm good how are you doing
0: doing good doing good you know it, it's a nice morning it's not too hot not too cold so i'm just kind of enjoying the day so
1: i do i do love that balance of not too hot too cold That that's the yeah. best place to be
0: <laughs> yeah because i know what it's going to be this summer and it's like i'm going to just enjoy these moments because this yeah. summer going to be brutal but you know it is
1: it always is
0: <laughs> so excited to have you on the show excited to chat a little bit and get to know you uh, first off, thank you for stepping in. We had a last minute cancellation. So it was like, ah, uh, I got to find somebody. So, and no, for happy, in. Happy to. yeah, for sure. So uh, for anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time or just getting introduced to you, what's kind of your uh, background story? What got you into music?
1: So I grew up in a little seaside town in the Northwest of England. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it was, it was a very sweet little childhood in the sense that it was a little village in a little countryside and we obviously lived by the sea. Um, but that kind of inspired my love for country and sort of writing songs and storytelling. I don't know what it is about the sea, but there's just something quite inspiring about it. Um, but it was actually my friend, really, who cemented the songwriting thing. Uh, she was obsessed with Taylor Swift, as I was, as all of my friends were and she'd learned a few Taylor Swift songs on her mm. guitar. She brought it round to my house one night when I was about 11 or 12, and she taught me four chords. And then that's when I wrote my first song that night. And I rang her the next day, I was like, come round, I've written a song, it's terrible, but we've done the first one. And she loves to, to this day, that is still her favorite song of mine, even though it's horrendous, just because of the pure nostalgia. Um. So yeah, I'd, I'd say Taylor Swift kind of got the songwriting going on my friend, Um. But I've been singing literally for forever since I was about eight or nine.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And so at that point or at eight or nine, it was just kind of singing in school shows and stuff like that or.
1: Yeah, it started with that. Actually, the first time I I actually sang for an audience was in school. I think I was about 11 when I sang in public for the first Mm time talent show at school. And I eventually, I, I won it, but I ended up having to sing like three or four times because the whole school was like, <laughs> do it again, do it again. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Um, and that's when I fell in love with it. And I actually thought, oh, maybe I could do this um, mm-hmm. with life. <laughs> it was the first sort of time I, I thought it was a possibility for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. And so you're based out of, the, you are out of England on the north side, you said, so I'm guessing probably northwest of liverpool that area
1: not far from liverpool yeah okay. about an hour from liverpool but i've cool. done quite a few gigs in liverpool so i know it really well
0: gotcha i got a lot of friends that are trying to well not trying to they want me to come to liverpool um so you yeah.
1: should yeah. you should it's got a great music scene it's also got a great country music scene as well
0: yeah for sure it's uh because last year i got invited to do a music festival in blackpool and uh, the original plan was I was going to go there, but I didn't realize it was going to take me 16 weeks to get a, uh, uh, a passport. That's the word I was looking for. And I was like, well, the festival's in like eight weeks. How could I expedite this? And it was going to cost me like $1,000 to get it expedited to when I needed. And I'm like, yeah, sorry, guys. I'm not paying $1,000 to expedite a uh, passport at this <laughs> point. So, um, no, I think
1: I know the one you mean, though. I think I know the festival. Yeah. It's uh,
0: really- the british country music festival yeah that's
1: yeah. the one yeah i really want to go i haven't been yet i want to see it um that's nice. really good
0: what do you think it is about the uk just in general i feel like the uk has a really bustling country scene right now what do you think it is about the uk
1: it does i was actually reading an article about that this morning um about how much country music in the UK is thriving. And I mm-hmm. think it's to do with the storytelling aspect. We don't really have the equivalent here. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have that sort of storytelling genre in quite the same way. So I think I think English people just love stories. I think we always have, but we haven't mm-hmm. had quite had that outlet. Um, and also like the Country to Country Festival that they mm-hmm. do here, the American Acts. And obviously we've got loads of new festivals here like Buckle and Boots and the Long Road Festival. I think in all honesty, I think it's just... Um, there's more and more people in the UK doing it. And there's more and more American acts coming over here and selling out tours. And I think it's just generating a buzz around mm-hmm. the whole genre. Um, and also Ed Sheeran recently said this week that he wanted to transition into country. So I think that yeah. might be helping as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that as well. Cause uh, I follow one of the uh, country stations on Instagram. And I think it was that station that he'd mentioned that he'd always loved country music and, Uh, whatever. I don't remember exactly what station it was, but it was like, we have this station on in our house all the time. So yeah, that's kind of cool. And I think also the fact that uh, the UK, just the UK in general, is kind of starting to find their own country sound. Like they're fine. They're finding their own sound, which is great. It's not, Oh, Hey, they're talking about this in America. We got to talk. We got to talk about it Mm because that's not necessarily what country music is in the uk the like just the entire scene is starting to find its own voice which is really cool
1: yeah and i think the one thing that strikes me about country music and what what i love so much about it is how authentic it is Mm -hmm. so if we were just to kind of take all the elements of the american country music and then just apply it to us it wouldn't be quite as authentic as if we take elements of it but It's also inspired by our own lives and our own experiences and our own, um, yeah, our own lives. So I think it's kind of a hybrid of all of that, which is quite nice, almost like a bit of a new genre.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, So who introduced you to country music?
1: Um, I'm going to say myself, you you know, because (laughs) I know some people are like, yeah, my dad, my mom, my friend. But honestly, it was kind of me that sort of found it um and it started with with taylor but taylor's taylor was country a lot more back then Mm -hmm. but he was still country pop so i kind of dug into a few more and i think leanne rhymes was kind of the next person i went to then i went to carly pierce and then um all all these different people and i think um the one i really like at the moment is jordan davis actually he's really inspired me at the moment um but yeah it was actually me that kind of discovered it all because i was sort of brought up on Motown and, um, soul music. So Mm -hmm. I loved that as well. But when I uh, discovered country, I kind of wanted to fuse all of those influences together, really.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you say, or that like Taylor Swift. And I mean, I guess for a lot of musicians, Taylor Swift was kind of that conduit into music in general because she Mm -hmm. before, like the only time she, for me, the only time she was ever like truly country was before, she made it big like back in the early early aughts you know late 2000 I don't remember I don't know how you put out like the 2010 era era but you know in that ballpark when she was first starting to come around she was still very country and then she started getting some publicity and then she became more country adjacent which Mm -hmm. was a good thing for country because it was like oh, hey, I like her music. And then it was able to push on. It was like, okay, we're either you're either going to fall into country or pop, just whatever side of the music she kind of, the musician relates with, which was kind of cool for country music because it kind of helped give them a lot of exposure.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, well, she definitely did that for me. It was definitely Mm. my introduction to country through her. So without her, maybe I wouldn't have come across it quite as early as I Mm -hmm. did. But I think um, there's so many great, country artists out right now as well that i'm trying to sort of get behind because there's just so many i mean i've seen already three this year um in the uk so there was alexandra Kay, mm-hmm. I just watched ingrid andres and kelsey ballerini and all nice. three of them i really like so there's a lot of really good country acts at the moment
0: yeah alexandra k is a a goal to get on the podcast or on the podcast or the radio show whatever i can get her on because oh, we're should where where she grew up isn't far from where I went to school I and so like early on during the pandemic I went through this thing where I was trying to focus on musicians that I had connections with mm. and she popped up early but she was already blowing up and I was just like oh dang I missed that one I should have probably hit that one oh. up a little bit earlier but
1: honestly she's so like friendly and sweet that was what i noticed most about her like she'd absolutely be up for anything i think of chatting and stuff she's she i think you should absolutely hit her up and ask her
0: (laughs) yeah for sure for sure um so let's jump into your uh, most recent single shoulder pads uh Mm -hmm. this is uh three so you have three singles out and this is the most recent one what's the story behind shoulder pads
1: Shoulder pads is such a strange one because I think people hear the title and they're just immediately confused and I don't blame (laughs) them. Um, It's actually a metaphor for a relationship between two opposites. So um, I'd sort of been out in like the high street and I'd seen these shoulder pads. Do you remember them? Like the big blazers.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I'd seen those like loads of girls wearing them again. And I just sort of thought they haven't been out. Of the wardrobe in like 30 years mm-hmm. so if they can make a comeback then anything can happen this year there's you know there's anything could happen so i kind of uh, thought you know take a chance on something and that's kind of where this sort of opposite attracts dynamic came from but i was also inspired by the film after don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that but um that's a film about two opposites and yeah i just it was all kind of a mixture of those ideas then that kind of turned into this strange metaphorical song. <laughs> nice,
0: yeah. And uh, so with this being your third single, is this all part of a bigger project or are you kind of working towards just doing singles right now?
1: Yeah, so it's part of an EP called Songs from the Bay um, and that will be out on the 2nd of June. So the title track from that is um, it's coming out in two weeks and it's my favorite one from the whole EP. So I'm really excited for people to hear that one.
0: So Shoulder pads. it's your most recent single and it's the third song of an upcoming EP. Uh, you'd mentioned that you were out when you kind of had the idea for this song. You were like out and about when you had the idea for this song. Is that kind of how creativity works for you when it comes to songwriting? You'll just kind of be out and it randomly strikes or do you tend to be more uh, strategic and like, Scheduled with your writing where it's like, okay, I'm going to write from six to ten tonight, you know?
1: It's it's sort of a mixture of both because okay. I, I do think there's a discipline to songwriting and I think there's um a benefit to writing consistently because I think you can get your best work that way if you kind of get rid of all the rubbish songs, should I say, yeah. and sort of allow yourself to write the good ones. And I think there is some discipline in that. But on the whole... I find it really hard to be inspired if I'm not in sort of an introverted mindset, if that makes Mm. sense. Not constantly working, not constantly chatting, just kind of observing and observing life and just watching it happen and being in the moment. So, yeah, that could be like out shopping with my friend or on a walk. And I'll just have a moment or it could be I'm going to sit down and write this idea tonight that I had a few weeks ago and, and just be disciplined about it. So I think it's a mixture of both. And I think that works for me. Um, but I know it's different for everyone.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and so with this being the third single for the upcoming EP, what what's kind of where are you kind of at creatively right now or with this EP Seemingly, kind of set. Are you already thinking about the next project, or are you just trying to get this EP done, and then we'll kind of figure out where we're at?
1: I'm wondering the same myself. Okay, <laughs> so fair, fair. Going through it all. No, to be honest, I I wrote about sixty songs during the COVID lockdowns, mm-hmm. so um, we picked these four for this EP. Um as sort of the ones that stood out to us at that time. But having gone back, there's a few more that we sort of go, oh, I like that Ah. one. Um, And I've also written quite a few since then. So Mm. there are already a number of songs that I'm pretty much sure I'm going to record. But anything could happen from uh, the end of this EP till then, because I'm sure I'm going to write a lot more. But yeah, I'm always kind of thinking a little bit ahead. I'm always thinking about the next theme or the next Aesthetic that I want to kind yeah. of go into, or where the next photo shoot is going to be, or stuff like that. So yeah, I'm always thinking ahead, but I'm not fair. entirely sure, I'm open to change.
0: Very fair, and I think that was that's the good slash unfortunate thing about coming out of this lockdown is a lot of musicians did a lot of writing, and so they have all this music but the creative process never stops. So it's like you come out of lockdown and you got 60 songs and it's like, okay, I got to try and release these 60 songs. Meanwhile, you're writing another 60 songs and it's like, how do I balance this? Because I don't want these others first 60 songs to like become irrelevant. But if I wait too long on these, they might become irrelevant too. So Mm.
1: that's interesting as well, because Obviously, as you get older or you go through more life experience or something in your life changes, you look back at the old songs and you go, hmm, do I relate enough to that now to be in that headspace and convincingly speak about that thing? So, yeah, you don't want to wait too long between songs before you're in a completely different mindset and completely Mm -hmm. new life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But, you know, like, I mean, especially on the independent scene, there's only so much you can record because it's obviously expensive to record unless you're just lucky enough to have your own setup, you know.
1: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people are turning to that so much more as well, maybe as a result of lockdown. Yep. I bought um quite a lot of production gear during lockdown. I'm not a fantastic producer by any means, but it was definitely a start into kind of delving into that world because there is so much you can do from your bedroom now. There's so mm-hmm. much you can do from like this little music room. Um so yeah, I think I think there's a lot of advantages to that.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um so that all being said, you've got the fourth uh, release coming up here soon. Um, what, what's kind of the plans moving forward into the summer? Obviously, it's prime touring season and show season. So what's what are you looking forward to as we head into the summer here? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've got um, quite a lot of gigs booked in. Um, I've got, well, one tomorrow um, in Settle, which is a really nice little area in England um, supporting a band called The Christians. Uh, but I have another show next week for my um, football club, like mm-hmm. in the area that I grew up in. Uh, so that should be really fun. Um, I also used to play there in their summer schools and I won a yes. few little football trophies. So, you know, nice. I'm on like home turf. <laughs> nice. Um And then yeah, I've got a few in Liverpool. I've got a gig in Camden. Um, I'm just trying to get around as much as possible and try and do as many shows. Um, I actually graduate um, a degree that I've been doing this Mm. year in a few weeks, and then so I'm really looking forward to that ending and then just playing (laughs) all summer. Like that's all I want to do: just play as many shows as possible and really enjoy it and just get into it. Mm -hmm. That's fun.
0: For sure. Uh, first off, congratulations on graduating. I, as Thanks. knowing how hard it is to just stick through anything to deal with school, <laughs> congratulations. And then you also <laughs> brought up soccer. I'm relative or football. Sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm relatively new to English football. I've been paying attention last year, year and a half or so. So who's your team? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so this is where I I fall down on on this one. Okay, um, I played it as a kid, but I gotcha. never
0: watched.
1: It. I just wanted to play.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha. Fair enough. I, I but took a I, shot. If the... I had
1: to, I'd probably say Manchester because I feel like that is. I feel like that's just the consensus from where I live okay. that people would say Manchester. Uh-huh. So we'd we'll go with.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. And you said that you played and that your you your show was uh for your football or for the your football team next week and I was like okay maybe she supports the team so I take a shot oh, I,
1: I see. well yes I I always support the local ones. Yeah. Um yeah I I mean I've I've done a few things there when I when I was young and they've always been a really nice club. Um but they're starting to put music on which I think is really mm. cool like they're putting like music events on so I've been really enjoying like sort of um the idea of getting involved in that mm. but yeah, I tend to I tend to stick to sort of playing rather than, than watching, unfortunately.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. That, those sport venue shows are always really cool. Um like mm. just in America, they're they're starting to do at like baseball stadiums where they'll bring uh uh like acts which is really cool. And it's a completely different experience than like going to I don't know, like an arena or something. So
1: yeah, and I think there's such a um what's the word i'm looking for there's a oh my gosh it'll hit me in a minute yeah um there's similarities there you go there there are similarities between the sports fans and the music Mm -hmm. fans and they're all sort of they're there for like a common cause like a greater purpose and they're all sort of like hyped up and there's something yeah there's something really nice about the two types of fans and i think there's so many similarities between them
0: yeah for sure For sure. 100% agreed. Um, But anyways, so if anybody wants to check out your music or check out uh, any of your upcoming shows or releases or just interact with you on social, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: So I'm on all of the social medias. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Amy Joe Official. I'm on Facebook as Amy Joe Cloth youtube amy joe and then my website is amy which has all the links there i should have probably said that one first that would have made a lot of sense um and yeah i'm always like replying to everyone um i literally make sure i never miss a comment because i just appreciate anyone Mm -hmm. who like engages with my music in any way so yeah if you if you come on there and say hi i will most definitely engage back and say hi as well
0: yeah i'm trying to be better about that um but with all the spam comments that I get, it's just kind of like, okay.
1: It's always in the first minute of posting, isn't it? That you just get like a a flurry of this like spam content. I don't know why it's just in that first minute.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I had, I'll get like, there was one post I made that I had the same spammed comment by like three or four different accounts. And they were trying to get me to like send it to the same account. And I'm like, Hey, do you know this person? Or and, like, I tried to turn them against each other. It was quite funny, but it didn't work <laughs> out. So, uh, I, I
1: like the plan, though it was
0: yeah. well thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it is one of those things where I was like, okay, let's at least have fun with this. But <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. But once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's an absolute blast chatting with you. And. Once I do make the trip up to uh, out to the UK, hopefully in the next year or so, um, mm-hmm. and we'll have to link up and do a podcast or do something. So
1: absolutely. I'm up for it. Just let me know.
0: Awesome. Uh, I can well, also
1: take for some great chips in Blackpool.
0: Nice. Awesome. <laughs> I'm great. always down for good fish and chips. So
1: yes, there's awesome. plenty of that.
0: <laughs> nice.